and I deal with infidelity. Um, and what, what happens often is that people, desires and hopes and dreams and um, hopes and desires and dreams, they change. Uh, things that pleased them back 10 years ago is not the same thing that pleased them today. Some things they were passionate about when they were 25, 30, they're not passionate at 45, 50. And so absolutely, life happens. Loss of job, um, health becomes bad. Loss of a parent or a child or family member. Uh, and so then your support has to change. I'm Ebony Griffin, your Small Talk Big Thoughts host. Thank you for joining me for part two of my Small Talk with Minister O'Brien Wimbish. Listen as we continue our conversation on marriage, men's health, and infidelity. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Oh. Uh, because not every man needs to be supported the same way. And to, to be in a relationship with a man and think that he needs the same support that your father, that your fa their father needs, needed or that a former boyfriend needed is wrong. You got to listen to them in your life. Um, and you have to be willing to support. Um, for example, if you're married, some men need support by just a woman just helping them manage their budget. Uh, some men need support by just uh, knowing that, hey, um, my wife will be intimate with me. I don't have to fight for intimacy. And that's, I need to know that I can uh, hold my wife and not be rejected. Some men need that. Some men need support uh, by having a wife who encourage them um, to be more reserved or to be more outgoing. So listen to the man in your life. Listen to the men in your life of how they need support. Uh, don't just assume um, um, Don't just assume that, that what you're doing is supporting them. Make sure you ask. Uh, and oftentimes, and this is the hard part for many women, oftentimes the support that your man needs is the area that you're most weakest in. And so because of that, you don't want to support that way because it will, call, it will force you to have to change or force you to have to grow. And so when people come together, it is often the rea reality that what one needs for support, the other, uh, the other uh, is very weak in. Uh, for example, if I need support in accountability, uh, my wife may be weak in managing time. And <laughs> she's like, well, how can I support you when I don't can manage my time? But by her uh, stepping on her comfort zones, okay, I'm gonna help man help you this way, it will, it will make her stronger. And so, yeah, so I think that's, that's the key is support. But making sure you support the way they need support and not support the way you feel comfortable supporting. That's two different things. Okay, so um, it's not a cookie cutter type of, I can't support, you know, the way I supported, oh boy, 10 years ago or not like that. It has to be based on what I'm seeing, like what this, who this person is before me. That's, that's what I need to be paying attention to. So I think that's really good because that just lets people know that um, people are changing. And even if you've been with the, with your partner for maybe, five or 10 years or maybe longer, there's still some changes that are there. So I would venture to say that based on what you just said, my support of a person now could look different from someone, for me supporting the same person 
in 2020 because that was a whole thing like 2020 was a whole thing so like how do you support someone you know does it look different am I right to say that it does look different last year versus this year uh, I, absolutely I mean you, you could say I mean I deal with infidelity um, and what, what happens often is that people desires and hopes and dreams and um, hopes and desires and dreams, they change. Uh, things that pleased them back 10 years ago is not the same thing that pleased them today. Some things they were passionate about when they were 25, 30, they're not passionate at 45, 50. And so absolutely, life happens. Loss of job, um, health becomes bad. Loss of a parent or a child or family member. Uh, and so then your support has to change. It can't be like, well, I did that last year. It was good enough last year. That, that's fine. It was good last year, but we need to change. And I tell marriages, couples all the time is that um, you have to, re you have to reevaluate your marriage often. I mean, you have to ask questions. You can't assume that because it worked one way last year or 10 years ago, it still works today. Uh, I will I often tell people, make sure you understand the meaning behind why they did certain things. That will help people um, be able to um, adjust um, when we understand intent. But when we don't understand their intent, uh, we can be like, um, anyway, that's another subject. That's okay. Another subject. All right. So, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a good area. You're 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 saying things change. You know, the years change. The person may change. Same person, but their mindset and their way of thought may have changed in, in certain areas. And the only way to get to know that is by doing some form of evaluation to find out if it's changed. Now, do you have any type of um, like tips that you could provide? Because it's a lot of people that are struggling. You said that you deal with individuals that have experienced some infidelity. And so there are- my, my, spe my specialty is infidelity. That is your specialty. Okay, and see, that's good to know for those people who are listening who have experienced infidelity um, so that they know like it's a, it is a thing. It's not just you that it's happening to. It and if it does happen, what would be, you know, it's a struggle. Just finding out, every, uncovering everything is like a whole struggle. Okay. Um, that I know. And so, so how do you, what would be your number one tip on healing? And this question is kind of loaded because it's to men and women because you talk to couples too. So what would you say? would be like your number one tip on healing from an infidelity. Oh my gosh. My number one tip. Lord. I mean, you can give me two. <laughs> <You can> give... <laughs> um, well, my number one tip is if you are still breathing after you find out, you found out about the infidelity, you're already halfway there to recovery. Um, if you can just get over the initial shock, uh, you're halfway towards recovery. Um, so if you're still breathing, after you heard the news of infidelity, um, you have a good chance of making it. Um, um, second advice is that infidelity can, uh, this is a no type of order, um, is for the one who was betrayed, I, I'll say betrayed, um, to recognize um, that there is hope, number one, to recognize there is hope. Um, for the one who stepped out and who committed the infidelity is to recognize that um, you're not alone. Uh, you're not the worst person in the world. Um, 
you don't have to walk around with guilt. You don't have to walk around with shame. Um, I would tell people, and I tell my, all my clients, it's a road to recovery. Um, a lot of people, when they come into the office, they just want the pain to stop. Yeah. And they think that once the pain stops, that they are healed. Uh, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Um, there have been people, I use this example all the time in my sessions, if you ever broke a bone, um, it will hurt. A broken bone, let's say you broke your leg, it will hurt. Then when you break your leg, it hurts. That, that pain seems like it's unbearable. Um, but if you do nothing to that broken leg, guess what? That pain will stop. Your leg will begin to heal. But what will happen is that if you never go get that leg fixed, even though it doesn't hurt, um, even though the, the break is, is mended back together, because you never got healed, you will be crippled. And although the pain is not there, uh, the break is, the leg's not broke, because you didn't take the time to get healed, you will always walk with the limp. And we have too many marriages that's, uh, that's handicapped, that's walking around with the limp because they just wanted the pain to stop. As I tell couples all the time, the pain will stop. Um, the sleepless nights will stop. The guilt, the shame will stop. But until you go to a professional who is trained in the area of infidelity, every, every therapist cannot deal with infidelity. And I, I want to make sure people understand that everyone's not trained to deal with infidelity. Um, and as well intended as many therapists are, if you, if you are gone through infidelity, you need someone who specializes in infidelity. Um, and so, um, so you, you, I tell couples, uh, another point I make, give it two years. Okay. Give it two years, um, especially if you've been together for any amount of time, uh, 10 years, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, um, give it two years. Um, don't, don't, don't even try to rush forgiveness. I know people say, well, I, 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 I want to forgive them. Don't rush. Don't rush. Have the, the heart to forgive? Absolutely. But don't rush to forgive because you really don't know what you're forgiving. Yeah. Um, and so just be patient. Be yeah. patient. And I totally agree with that. A part of it is sometimes uh, to your point, like you don't know what you're forgiving. You don't really know the depth of how it has hurt. So the trauma, just every, every little thing that comes up, the trauma is just like a wound that just, you have a sore and you keep bumping it and that, and it, it heals almost, but then it'll start bleeding again. That's kind of what I liken it to. Um, when I'm working with a couple or even individuals that have experienced some form of betrayal trauma um, mm -hmm. and just what that's striking up and how they can move forward and kind of heal from that. But you're right. Try the best advice, I think, of what you said was just being patient with yourself and not trying to rush the process. Like it is a it's a process and you're not going to immediately be able to get over it. So if you say it, then it hurts every time it comes back up, you know, in your mind, you mad at yourself. But the reality is, is that you, you tried to rush the process. You tried to prematurely go to step 10 when you should still be on step three. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's ebbs and flows. And so just be patient. And you have to get with someone who knows infidelity. Um, if not, it's, it's going to be hard process but you can recover from infidelity i mean some of the best marriages uh start after infidelity um, because you're totally exposed 
uh, you can rebuild. Um, when we first get married, there's a whole lot of expectations, this Hollywood, Tyler Perry type of love. Uh, but once you get into it, life happens, you realize that, man, it's, it's, it's more than just a notion. These expectations I had, these were my expectations. And so, um, but once infidelity happens, you and your spouse can really sit down and have a, and really create the marriage that you desire. Uh, and a marriage based on knowledge and love and understanding, not a marriage based on traditions. Okay. All right. So it sounds like, and I think that's going to be something that people are listening. They're going to be like, oh, I wonder, you know, what's he talking about here? So I, what I know is <laughs> that you're going to have to come back and we're just going to have to like blow that whole subject wide open in the sense of talking about just like rebuilding, you know, rebuilding after that, because it's a hot topic. It's something that um, a lot of things were uncovered last year in 2020, and a lot of people are just kind of having a hard time with trying to move forward and get through these different stages, and they're still learning things, and, and, and even if it's not like to rebuild their marriage, because some people didn't go through the rebuild part, you can look at how a lot of these celebrities, people were calling it quits. They were just like, hey, we've been together for 25 years, we're out. I can't do it anymore. And that's something that 2020, you know, it was definitely a eye opener. Um, and what do they call it? 2020 vision. Everybody was saying that going into the year. And that's kind of what happened. You know, it wasn't just the pandemic. It was a lot of learning. I, I appreciate it last year because it was a lot of learning about myself and learning about people and how you know you can change one thing and then everything is different absolutely you know um so what what for you what has been like your favorite thing to do like in the last couple of months or you know even this year um just being able to just really take time to breathe um even though life is going 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 just taking uh, that hour out your day just to do some meditation, some breathing uh, has been really good. Um, I've also just been exercising. Uh, I gained too much weight <laughs> and, uh, mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Uh, and so just going to the gym uh, and pushing up weight and exercising. And I, I got a personal trainer um, and that's good because it keeps you accountable. And so just taking care of my body and my mind um, has been really, really um, good for me over these past few months. This, uh, this pandemic has been um, extremely rough on me, I mean. Um, um, it has been uh, about men's mental health, even for therapists. Uh, we need, we need, we need mental, we need therapists too. Um, and um, being able to realize that although you go through, you're going to get them. Um, and yeah. just um, having, having to live through trials is hard and, and, and staying motivated through your trials. Uh, being okay with saying, um, I need a break. Yes. Um, and just taking a break, um, just sitting in the house all day long in your pajamas <laughs> mm -hmm. and just saying, hey, I, I, just, I just can't do it anymore, um, has been really um, helpful. Um, so th this, this year, um, has, has, I lost my mother-in-law uh, last year, May, um, and then just- yeah, and, and that just started off just trauma after trauma after trauma, um, trial after trial after trial. 
Um, and so um, even now, I'm going through a personal struggle now. And this is like, God, am I ever going to get out of this storm? Um, and it's a struggle. Uh, you know, I cry out at night with God. You know, um, 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 you know I drive, I cry. Um, um, uh, I feel like uh, sometimes I'm the only one going through something. Um, but, uh, but recognizing that you're not alone recognizing that you do have people that you can reach out to, uh, to talk to. So that's, that's been the biggest thing over the past two months is realizing that, hey, you, you're not, you're, as I said to you earlier, uh, you're not alone. Uh, it's okay not to know what to do. Um, it's okay to say, I need a break. Um, it's okay to get knocked down <laughs> um, and, and say, you know what, let me take an eight count right now because uh, that, that, that was a punch that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and, 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 and keep moving. Um, so, so over the past few months, this doing yoga has helped me and my and exercising has really helped me um, to get to go through this storm because uh, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it uh, with my sons. I have, I have two sons, I have two sons that uh, suffer from um, that, that has um, special need, uh, um, academic challenges and that's a struggle for me. Um, to see your sons, um, one of my sons um, um, uh, can read. Oh, and he, um, he, he said the other day, he said, I, I would like to read, I just don't know how to. And so, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know what it's like to have um, dyslexia and be in class with students and uh, don't comprehend what's going on. And, and that's as a, as a black man who, who loves knowledge and education, um, that's a, that, that's hard. That burdens me to see my three black sons and to see them struggle academically and to know the pressure it is to succeed academically in this in, in America. Um, and so and how do you raise these two boys um, who struggle academically? And that's been a challenge to me. Um, you know, um, how to be a godly man during this time. Um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been real for your boy, um, even, in, even in my own personal relationships, struggle, struggle after struggle. Um, and so um, e even now, it's a struggle. But I got counseling. I'm in counseling. <laughs> well, and I, if, to your point, it's like um, what last year and even this year, what you were saying about like even the therapist will need therapy and I'm and that was something that I learned in I learned in seminary and I'm glad that I out of all of my professors I had one professor that said that to the entire class wow. and so um and that was valuable because you're in this field and it's a help field where we're, 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 you wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for your desire to want to help others. The only, thing, the only thing about that is people are unloading on you every day, every second, every hour. And yes. although I, you know, I do this part-time, um, but it's very, it's a full-time thought for me. Like I'm always in my thoughts about how I can help my clients. What do I need to do? What, how do I need to stay up on this? praying for my clients and all of that stuff, just giving me revelation so that I know what's the best way to treat them. And, um, you know, so it's full time in my mind. Um, but last year, because 
there, you know, a lot of things were just happening to everybody Absolutely. at the same time. So even with you talking to your client, some client may not have lost anybody. Some clients may have lost their job. Some clients, you know, may identify with uh, losing, um, you know, something else, you know, losing a spouse or whatever the case is. It was just about the loss aspect. And then some people I could identify with last year because, you know, I lost a family member and I was like, yeah, you know, uh, but at the same time, this this field is about being able to walk from a from a righteous Christian perspective, providing soul care, we are walking with individuals like alongside them. And so I was, I value that, you know, that ability. And, but at the same time, I recognize like, I too need my time, you know, I'm gonna take some days. I'm not, you know, I'm gonna carve that out just for me, even yeah. if I am doing this part-time. Uh, and I am going to stick to my restrictions that I have and the boundaries that I set for myself in regards to my time and be respectful. And so, and then what I did was, and I, I believe I talked to you about this a um, couple of, you know, some time ago, but just being intentional about my interaction with God on a way different level than I was, you know, before. And so that to me helped me get through, you know, passing after passing of, you know, family members and friends and just, um, just all these different transitions. And that was, you know, I could say that was last year, but this year has been, you know, it's been cutthroat too. Um, but I'm, but I'm not necessarily affected by the year and the circumstance. I feel like God has just empowered me to be able to say, you know what, no matter what is going on, like, just keep looking up, just keep looking up. So, um, for you, tell me, I mean, you are, I know we didn't talk about, it, but you're a native of the DC. Well, you said you're a native of DC, but you transitioned to the suburbs, right? We all know the suburbs is like Maryland for the listeners. <laughs> and then, you know, you're a minister, you're a lecturer, and you're an instructor, director, assistant chaplain, you just like therapist, you're all those things. What would you say is like next for you? Ooh. <laughs> oh man, Evan, you're killing me with these questions. <laughs> what's, what's next for me? Um, I guess I would say what's next for me is to become To become more efficient in what I'm doing right now, uh, I, I think the next thing um, um, yes, yeah, so I'll leave the next thing is all that stuff I got going on, I don't need to add anything else mm -hmm. and I need to become really efficient um, in what I'm doing right now and really building a team around me uh, that will help fulfill the vision uh, and the purpose that God has in my life so far as ministry, so far as therapy. Um, is so far as education uh, is to build a team and say, hey, these are some things we need to tackle. Need a team at Maryland and a team in therapy uh, just to really get this message of hope out there, uh, get this message of um, sacred intimacy out there. 
uh, get this message of healing and hope out there. So I guess is is knowing this is God, you've called me to this, you have all these different components, but now I need to surround myself with a team of people uh, who can help push this vision forward. Um, so that I, that's, that's what I'm working on next, is, is getting my team together to make all this right. thing. To, to make it happen. Yeah. Okay, so now, um, now I'm what I'm sensing is based on just like the fact that you are involved in all these things that the any listener that may want to reach out to you or connect with you, what would you say is like the best way? So let's just say they have questions about you know infidelity or even just the uh, growing up in a sex positive uh, household, they may have children and they may want to start being more open or uh, have understanding really of how open should they be or you know what it and what's the age sense of that. Um, just because it, it is a taboo topic and I've talked to people who are pretty grown, but when they say sex, then they go real low, like, sure. you know, <laughs> so, um, so just being able to have that conversation with grownups, it's hard. Uh, now you're talking about maintaining and encouraging a sex positive uh, household. So how would listeners and any of the topics that you talked about because you kind of you you had a lot going on because that's what you've got going on you know you're, you're involved <laughs> in all these things uh, yes. but specifically for the therapy for infidelity for family for couples how what would you say is the best way to reach you uh, you can reach me uh, on my website it's probably the best way to get me it's on my website which is uh, www.overandbeyond.life that's um, www.overandbeyond.life. Life stands for Lordship Instruction, Fellowship, and Evangelism. So www.overandbeyond.life. Uh, I'm also on um, um, Instagram, overandbeyond underscore life, I think it is. I can't remember what my Instagram account is. Um, the over, I'll over find underscore it. Life, I think it is. Underscore life. Um, and um, yes, those are the platforms um, that I'm on. I'm on all of them, but I really don't use any of them. I'm horrible at social media. Okay. I'm horrible. Okay. So email me on my website. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the website is the best the place. Yeah, the best and place. you said that's www.overandbeyond.life. Mm-hmm. Got it. And so what I'll do is I will locate you on Instagram and I will add that in the description area. Um, for those listeners, they already know that if I talk about resources, scriptures, all that, that's in the description at the end of the podcast. So I want to say it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been uh, very informative. We covered a lot of things. I know you said my questions were a, a bit much, but that's okay. I'm going to bring you, you made, back. You made, you made me think. <laughs> <laughs> what a great conversation. When he said, if you are still breathing after an infidelity, you are already halfway there to recovery. Woo, that was some good information by Minister O'Brien Wimbish. Okay, that was some good stuff. So the big thought for this episode, although you may be going through tough times, you will get through it. You might have gone through a divorce. You're going to get through it. Infidelity, you're going to get through it. Issues with your children, you're going to get through it. 
difficult times at work, you're going to get through it. No matter what you are faced with, you are going to get through it. Why? Because God is with you every step of the way. He tells us he will never leave his children, nor will he forsake his children. So be strong, be courageous, and lean into the Lord during your difficult times. In fact, lean into him all the time. This is the time to lean into God all of the time. That's it for me. Join me next time, good people. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk, big thoughts, big thoughts. Small talk.